Is it for real? We used to love it, then we watched it, now we don't know if we like it. Is it for real? You're listening to Is It For Real? This is Philip. And Katie. And Bridget. And this week it was my pick. So in the holiday spirit, I chose the seasonally appropriate (laughs) You've Got Mail from 1998, directed by Mm -hmm. Nora Ephron. And this movie was actually was released on December 18th, 1998, which is important for tonight because I may have to fight. I think it's a Christmas movie. So um, tonight uh, or today on our podcast, we have a very special suggester slash recommender. And we, this is um, our first podcast recommender, I believe living in the continent of Australia coming in hot is a uh, one Angelo a nice, lovely human and a fantastic, uh, just soul. And if you knew him, you'd know. So take it away. Angelo a what I love about you've got mail is that it stars a very awesome love team, uh, Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks. Um, if you love Joan the volcano, you'll love you've got mail. Um, I actually saw You've Got Mail in the movie theater when it came out, I think in 1998 or the late 90s. Um, saw it at the Security Square Mall in Baltimore County. Cousins and I um, had a choice between two movies, and we chose that one. Um, obviously, no regrets. Um, love Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks' characters. Uh, obviously, they're kind of in two ends of the spectrum. She's like a small business owner, and he's a son of a big uh, corporate uh, um, business uh, for books. Um, and honestly, I think both of them were pretty rich. If you think about Meg Ryan's apartment in this movie, you're like, mm, yeah, she's doing pretty well. Um, that said, her apartment, along with New York in general, looks amazing in this movie. You're kind of going through all the seasons. Um, particularly in fall. You really realize how New York is beautiful and amazing in the fall. Um, And for all seasons, holidays, Christmas, as well as spring. So you're kind of going through a whole journey of their relationship, a la AOL. Um, At that time, the internet was kind of new. Hadn't really been using it. There was before smartphones, um, but there was AOL and so many AOL CDs, which were always a little suspect um, back then, um, never really used it. So it was really nice to see a whole relationship built on AOL. Um, some great lines that I remember are F-O-X and he stood you up. Anyway, love the movie. It's great. Enjoy. That's nice. awesome. That is fun to hear his voice. I know. So for those of you who don't know Angelo A, so, you know, He's not Australian. He just lives in Australia. Yeah. You might you might have caught that uh, as one who grew up near the Security Square Mall. <laughs> if you know, you know. Security Square Mall in Sydney. <laughs> oh, <is laughs> Trying to match up. A, that was a mashup of Baltimore and Australia. In Sydney. Which I can't do either one. So I was hoping I could do the mashup of them. So our levels, I'm going to give a level of Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks are old. Mm. And that's my level because I've seen this movie 
hundreds of times. Oh, wow. I've seen it. Well, not hundreds, but I've seen it a lot. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I definitely saw it in 1998. And I remember thinking, cause I was a junior in high school. I remember thinking that they look so old to me. Cause I remembered like the Tom Hanks of big and mm-hmm. all these things. And I was like, wow, they're getting really old. And now I watch it. I'm like, oh, they're not old at all. Um, but yeah, I've seen this movie a lot. I can quote it. I pretty much know the order of it, everything about it. It's definitely on Bridget's repeat list. If it's on TV, I'll pretty much watch it. We should also mention it's free streaming on HBO. It is. If you'd like to watch it there. That was nice. Uh, My level will just be the good old AOL CD uh, because I think Mm. I've seen it once way back in the day. And I think I used an AOL CD once way back (laughs) in the day before I switched to like Firefox or whatever. Um, So I definitely forgot a bunch about this movie and was shocked by many plot points or length of this movie. And yeah, that's the length of this movie. (laughs) It is is a hearty two plus hours. Yeah, I think it's two hours and 17 minutes. I, um, gosh, I have, I have two like competing levels and I want to mention them both, but I'll figure out how to mention one later. Um, I think, I think I'm going to make my level, uh, Kathleen Kelly because, um, that is the name of Meg Ryan's character. And that is also the name of, um, my, me and my sister's uh, like favorite childhood babysitter, like uh, neighbor growing up who, uh, majored in library science and specializes in children's books. Oh. Uh, so when this movie came out, I just, I remember watching it being like, what? Like, did they rip her life? Her life story? Yeah. Yeah. So I think I probably saw it in the theaters and then I've probably seen it like once or twice since. Like um, I love Nora Ephron and our family was a real big Harry when Harry met Sally fan. I don't know if I've actually seen Sleepless in Seattle in its entirety, but I know I've seen this like uh, once or twice when it first came out. And it's, it's probably been several years since I've hmm. seen it. Yeah. Um, I was hoping we could all reveal our AOL AIM screen names um, for this podcast. No problem. Mine is uh cat racket, which is exactly what my Gmail is. <laughs> Cause I didn't know you could change it. It's and your racket spelled wrong. Like a dumb, dumb. I've noticed that forever about your email, but it was, yeah. it was just spelled wrong then. And you just kept it. Yeah. It was an eighth grade. Yeah. And then like, I didn't know you could change it for whatever, man. Yeah. I always thought it was cataract. Cataract. Yes. <laughs> no, a lot of people think it's like some kind of Spanish, like cataract. it's not, it's because I played tennis. It's Mine rough, was a uh, punky BJC. Amazing. That was my AIM screen name because mm-hmm. my dad used to call me Punky Bridget right around the time Punky Brewster was very famous. Classic. But we did not, I did not have AOL at my house. I remember going to my friend's house to chat and then I, I got my first like AOL chat, my own chat in college, mm. which Whoa. is just making me feel old. Interesting. Philip? Uh, I don't remember if I ever used AOL, AIM, if that was the thing, but I use like chat rooms and I want to say one of like my names would have been like Moog Man, which Moog was the uh, keyboard used by the rentals, which was an offshoot of Weezer. Wow. Um, Deep cut. 
Makes sense. That's, wow. I was, yeah, trying to be a hipster even back in the day. Yeah, um, really. so, Some reference that no one would get. Yeah, all of a sudden, um, all of our Halloween costumes are making sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just pulled you into my world. I'm like, why doesn't anybody get it? Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> it's a reference to a reference to a reference. <laughs> yeah, totally. Well, thank you for indulging that. This is a very star-studded cast, I think. And, yeah. you know, we've got yes. T. Hanks, T. Hanks, Meg Ryan, uh, Parker to Posey. To T. Hanks giving, just want to say. That's it's right. Appropriate. It's appropriate that we've done it now. But go ahead. Sorry. Steve Zahn, Greg Kinnear, and of course, Dabney Coleman. Dabney little, Coleman, who gets dab. a smoking jacket, right? I think this is his plus. He's on. Oh, like has he already gotten one? Yes. Yeah. He's, yeah. Yeah. You know what I was thinking about? Did we forget to give Alan Rickman a smoking jacket for Die Hard, or had he already gotten one? Um, I think he already got one. Okay. Wait, but what were what were his three dogma? Robin oh my Hood, gosh, Dogman. and Love Actually, Four, yeah. and yeah, so he's definitely- We didn't officially, yeah. He's smoked. Got it. Okay, he's so Dabney- been, He's been fully smoked. Oh, you're right, Dabney Coleman, because of um, 9 to 5. Yeah, he's definitely- he's Dabney, yeah, he's been around. He's too much Dabney. Dabney. And Dabney also- wants. Is there too much Dabney? <laughs> <laughs> There's just the right amount of Dabney <laughs> most times. I will also say Deborah Rush, who I wouldn't have recognized her name, but she's in a lot of like comedic stuff. Uh, she was the mother in Strangers with Candy. Oh. And she was. Oh my gosh. Yes. She she's had just incredible. that small role in the elevator. But uh, yeah. yeah, this cast is stacked. I don't know she's if someone awesome. mentioned Dave Chappelle is also in this. Dave Chappelle. Did I not say Dave Chappelle? Oh, yeah. You may have. What, a, what about the mother, the Archie Bunker? Yeah. What? Is that Gene Stapleton? Yes, it is. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Songs that made the hit parade. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, it's an incredible cast. So we we jump in uh, to like the first thing we're hearing or seeing really besides is is the dial up sounds of yeah of the old dial up internet. Yeah, I just had, I had written down that the credits brought to you by the internets. Yeah, um. yeah. well, and it's essentially because Annie, we were watching this together and then she made me watch the full start of Sleepless in Seattle because it is oh. like the same. It's just like digitized for mm. you've got mail. Because Does like it have the sound of a of dialing up? No, no. That's and it was very difference. confusing to everyone. <laughs> and you, no, and but- Sleepless in Seattle takes place in Seattle and Baltimore. Yes, I know. But like they do the zoom out on the globe and they zoom in. Oh, and, like, I see. It, even the music is similar. Yeah, it's a very similar start. This song is called Me and My Puppy, I think. So I have to say, I love like so much of this soundtrack is Harry Nilsson, who's one of my favorite yeah. artists. And I know that we're going to talk about this being a Christmas movie or is it but my um one every of my... season movie it is a christmas movie You've it was released it again. at christmas I did. No. Well, I know one of i know Bridget keeps on gaslighting us into thinking certain <laughs> movies are holiday i don't know movies. when christmas is anymore <laughs> um but my one of my favorite christmas gifts ever was from my cousin jamie who g- gifted me harry nilson's the point and then i became obsessed with harry nilson um mm. so i associate harry nilson with christmas and he is throughout this he does yeah. a lot of the soundtrack and i love it it's yeah it's incredible is that his best album because I, I do want to get a harry nielsen album oh i don't know i'm gonna have to get back we'll the point is like podcast, yeah so. yeah it's a good it's a good one but it's does it's it have the puppy one. song on it no it doesn't have that song on it because <laughs> it's so cute 
I love when he says, I'll take my puppy anywhere. La 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 la. I didn't care. I wouldn't care. He's so good. Uh, so and then we have scenes where uh, both Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks are being very sus to use the uh, parlance of this time. Yeah. Let's, What's let's sus? Suspect. Uh, it's it's what the kids from... call suspect these days. Oh, or I sus. think that was a year ago. I don't okay, think they use it anymore. I don't think I ever realized just now, I guess the, the lesson at the end is spoiler is that like none of these people were right for their couple that they were in. Right. Yeah. But they were like emotionally Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan were emotionally oh. cheating. Oh, on yeah. their committed live in yes. relationships. So I was reading that like this movie is based on another movie or play called yeah. the um, little shop around the corner. Right. Yeah. So Some leather Hungarian shop. play. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but I think in that, like the, their coworkers, but they're not involved with other people. Like that's kind of added in the Nora oh. Ephron version. And it is like wild. I mean, that is something in this movie where I think they want you to just think that they're with the wrong people and nobody cares anyway, but it's like, this is really are we intense. yeah are we supposed to dislike Greg Kinnear because he's antiquated in I hope his... not I know I'm like he's not a bad person he just likes typewriters I think we're just supposed to think he's wrong for her yeah I felt but that they went back and technology. forth yeah. on both of them Le- less so with uh, Parker Posey because I-, I think they wanted us to not like her but well both of them they I, they set up scenes where like, oh, they're trying to make this person a villain. And then later on, they were like, oh, no, they're good. And I don't know. I had a little whiplash. Tom Hanks, spoiler also, is a jerk in this movie. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh He's my not very likable. He's bossy. He lies. Um, yeah. You know, and it's kind of upsetting because, again, I've, I've always really loved this movie. But now looking at it through this like different lens, I'm like, He's terrible. He's not, he's not a great guy. I, I also um, think, oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say, unless uh, you like the lead character from the TV show, you, and yeah. then you might really like oh, Tom Hanks. Okay. I haven't um, seen that yet, but I, well, it's on my list. I yeah. do think part of what's problematic of about this movie is that it, I was trying to think if the genders were reversed, if it may have played a little better. Um, but Tom Hanks is just has so much power for the yeah. whole movie. Right. And the prank that he plays on her is like nuts at the, you know, I, I, like all the, I know that the music is coaching us into thinking this is all very romantic, but it's yeah. very off-putting and upsetting and just like, ugh, like a violating, like all that he's doing. And so, and, and I know, did anybody look up their age difference? Because like, I no. know they're probably supposed to be the same age, but like, um, Meg He's Ryan, be 10 years older, right? Yeah. She's 10 years well, older. No, he, he, my guess is he's 10 years older, right? Well, and Meg Ryan. Oh my gosh. I don't know what's going on with my computer. Oh. <laughs> succession. Yeah. Someone's been watching a lot of succession. Um, I just wanted to introduce. <laughs> succession. I don't know what's going on. Um, but Meg Ryan to me reads kind of like, as this like infantilized little girl and he's like he- this sad dad and you're just like well okay seem- i like what you're she she does come across as a little girl i think yeah. that's it's like it's very apparent but also he comes across as like a peter pan and yeah. like a boy child and there's definitely like some throwbacks to big in this movie which was done 10 years prior to this movie they're five years apart oh they're five years apart 
either way, like, yeah, well, we can dive, we can dive into more this movie. Um, for those of you at home who play along with the applauding, when the title of the movie is said, you got to do it a bunch in this movie. <laughs> Every time that yeah. little robot talked and said, you've you got, got mail. mail. And then I think they both say it or one of them's like, Tom Hanks definitely says it. Very yeah. powerful words. Yeah. Um, so I, I actually have a question about this technologically. Like I remember chatting in chat rooms, which are definitely a net loss for the world. Um, <laughs> and, but like the, you've got mail thing. It's just, so, it's such an interesting way to develop a relationship. I think what they say is they made a chat room and then they start mailing each other. Right. Yeah. Like emailing. Yeah. But like, how common was that? Like, it just feels like the pretty got common. mail that you mailed and you didn't like chat. It just seemed, yeah, I was trying oh, I see to, what you're oh, saying. I see. Well, you would that, be doing at that both. point, yeah, at that point you would have each other's screen names. So you could just email them because it was the same thing. It was just screen name at AOL.com. I guess, I guess, yeah, it was like all streamlined. I mean, we were saying at one point, Nora Efron through Meg Ryan is definitely mm-hmm. describing the dopamine rush that is social media and Facebook. Right. And stuff. Right. Like they, she was kind of ahead of the game with that, I think. Yeah, for sure. Um, so we, we get in, we get introduced to their lives and like what they're doing and, and who they are. And, um, a lot of the story is told through voiceover, which is them reading mm. their letters to each other or, or reading each other's letters, which is kind of an interesting, you know, trope they, they make fun of, I guess, like at one point or the, the grandfather says he had a relationship with Meg Ryan's characters, grand no her mother her, which is also a weird or like he difference. like i think he acknowledges the age difference it was he just kind of thought she was beautiful and like she but was they very said, young he said they exchanged letters it was the throwaway right. line oh yeah. right i know at some point i'm like are they like related like <laughs> <laughs> Ryan's oh my god is that her father uncle yeah totally i won't put it past it because i think by no. him saying he recognized their age age difference doesn't mean they didn't have a affair no, he's dating so. someone younger right now like yeah, yeah totally um my, my computer is now doing wild things as well sorry <laughs> It's, it's, it's all because you're I'm telling you, Katie, you did this to us all. <laughs> uh, it is, like every single piece of technology appropriate for you got mail. Yeah. Like every piece of technology I own is just like kind of ruining my life right now. Um, so we're, we're sort of introduced to Meg Ryan a little bit. And I, because I'd forgotten so much, I was very confused on if she owned this store, if the other woman in the store was her mother, mm-hmm. uh, Nora. But you know now, right? I know now. Yeah. Yeah. But I was, I was, but yeah, you're kind of like, who's that lady? And also how does this tiny bookstore employ four full-time employees? Right. Well, that's part of the problem, right? I mean, like they keep (laughs) on trying to make ends meet and it's like, maybe if you have full, like four employees, like don't have them all work at the same time. Like they literally don't have space to even move around that shop. It is the little shop, like around the corner. It's a funny visual, but like Steve Zahn doesn't need to be there at the same time as everybody. I'm not sure what he ever did. He was always just sort of leaving or coming in um it's apparent that he's very talented in children's books though which we learned later yeah yeah (laughs) what i'm unclear about is if they own the building because you know for listeners like big ryan's mother also ran and then gave it to her but if they own it then they should just run it out to somebody else like if they're renting then you know you got to decide what to do when a big like box store comes into town, you know, she could have been renting it, I guess, for that long, but then wouldn't, I, I don't know. It's a good logistical question. I mean, I feel that she was loaded. Uh, 
Meg Ryan? Yeah. I guess. With ha- having a house on the upper west east side. Yeah, west and then side. she just I like forget. has a cold for six months and is like fine with it, right? Like she just <laughs> yeah. like doesn't work. She just sneezes for six months all cutely in her robe and like she's not <laughs> worried about getting a job at all. Right, but I guess the business was just like bleeding money. Like, we're getting a, a little ahead, right, but yeah. maybe we okay. just should. I don't know. Yeah, so we we get to see New York through like Meg Ryan's eyes. There's a lot of montages, which is very like Nora Ephron, I think. But kind of you see the parallel lives that that Kathleen Kelly and Joe Fox are leading. They're like walking down right. opposite sides of the street. They're getting coffee going in out the door. So their Lots lives are near very misses. Yeah. near misses. Like they're going to eventually kind of meet up, I guess. Also, could you say that New York City is almost a character in this movie? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I think you could say that. Do you want to yeah. say it? Yeah, let's let's say that. I think right. New York City was literally a character in this movie. I did recently watch Michael Showalter's They Came Together with uh, Amy Poehler and Paul Rudd, which is just kind of a parody of like romantic comedies. But I didn't realize like how much it parodied You've Got Mail. And it's <laughs> it's a delightful watch. And spoiler alert, New York City is definitely another character in that movie. <laughs> The buildings come to life. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's like a Transformers. Yeah. yeah. We also get to see Joe Fox at work where they're putting up together the new Fox books, which is like Barnes and Noble. Yeah. Before Barnes and Noble became obsolete after Amazon. Well, that's the funny thing. It's like today, I think yeah. her shop would probably be thriving as a boutique local you know, shop local. And it's it's his store that's like totally obsolete. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, but we also meet Dave Chappelle's character who is like his right hand dude, I guess, or yeah, I was reading, yeah. rereading this that like he no. was offered the part of Bubba Gump in Forrest Gump, Dave Chappelle, and he passed on it because he didn't think it would be uh, a successful movie. And then he felt like, oh, like such a schmuck. And he was like, oh, I should have done it. And I guess expressed like regret to Tom Hanks. And so then Tom Hanks, I think, had asked Nora Ref- uh, Nora Ephron to cast him in this part to kind of be like, OK, we need. Oh, to- wait, what year was Forrest Gump? Was it like 94 or five? Oh, that sounds right. It's like a while. Yeah, it's like before. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's another reason why I thought Tom Hanks was so old in this movie, because I was thinking of like Forrest Gump, Tom Hanks. Right. Uh That makes sense. Yeah. But Dave Chappelle is such an interesting character in this, because like he almost like it's like you can't tell where he fits in. It's like, do they work together? Like, No, he's clearly written in to just I think he's like maybe the store opener or like, is he? Right. That that was sort of what I took from it. He was the, that store manager for that one. Oh, um, yeah. Who like opens the stores and gets them up and running and then kind of, and I yeah, don't really I mean, know. It. He doesn't really fit in. Beef with this is that he literally doesn't say a joke. <laughs> Dave Chappelle. His, Dave Chappelle. Like, I know. It's, not- he, he delivers stuff funnily. I mean, you could tell he's comedic. Sure, and Dave Chappelle's like, you're kind of chuckling, but I, yeah, he's very, pretty wasted but that's probably why right like they they probably had a different person in mind and then they're like dave chappelle yeah so we were the shop around the corner and meg ryan is like asking questions she's like she asks is it infidelity if you're involved with someone on email it's like the way you are yeah yeah i think yeah these are not innocent emails you're sending back and forth so this is another thing first of all like can you imagine a compilation of these emails back and forth like it is just they are just like working out bits on each other is what it seems like they just like write each other like do you ever think like if a butterfly came into a subway probably went and like exchanged it for a hat or whatever and he and he's like sometimes why would you wait in line 
in Starbucks because there's all of these people. It's like, oh, oh, can you imagine getting these emails? Yeah, um, they're like a little Jerry Seinfeld. Oh man, like, they're just yeah. bits. Try, yeah, they're just testing out. It's all of their failed entries to the New Yorker. <laughs> oh, I can't use it there. Maybe oh I'll send gosh. it as an email. It totally is, and they don't. I mean, it's not until later that they actually start like doing a call and resp- they, they ask each other questions because like, yeah. every hearing is just like them talking at each other. But the question I have is like later we re- we learn that Meg Ryan has told every single full time employee that she works with that she's going to go on a date with this guy. I know. I mean, in the same, I mean, she's still with Greg Kinnear. Yeah. They're terrible point. people too. Yes, they are terrible people, right? Because like yeah. even if you knew this person was so involved online, you're like, oh, be careful. And then they're just totally complicit in her full on. I know cheating. It's bizarre. I'm, not, I'm I. It's weird that I've seen this movie this many times and I've never thought this hard about how and terrible I think all these characters it's are. just like yeah. I don't know what Nora Ephron wants us to think as an audience I think their significant others are just supposed to be so benign here's, that we here's what care. I think this movie is like the pina colada song go on okay oh. okay because in that song it's you have this guy and his wife both writing to a personal ad to cheat on each other of course spoiler I love to say spoiler tonight. Yeah. They end up meeting each other because they're perfect for each other, right? Well, they both like pina coladas. And you and may the- not know any of that if you just are jo- jamming along to the song, having a great time. Because you're like, this is cute and fun. Yeah. Oh, like this is catchy. Boom, 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 boom. But what is? You know? And I kind of feel like this movie is like that because you're just jamming along and you're like, this is cute. And then you're like, wait a second. <laughs> These people are terrible yeah. to each other. And for all our yeah. listeners, we know the song is called Escape. Sorry. Um, it's called Escape. And no, but everyone calls the it. Yeah, song. I know. That's because, of course, it has to be. But yeah. But this movie would be like the Pina Colada song if they were both also dating other people. <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, like but basically, right. they both no, took I think out it's a, a yeah. very good analogy of like it's romantic and like it has a really good beat, but like a closer look, you're like, yeah. you guys were full on ready to cheat on each other. You yeah. went to the date. Yeah. You met up. So uh, we meet Dabney Coleman, who is Tom Hanks's dad and also so the good. father of Tom Hanks's brother, which makes sense. But his brother is a child. A it's bite. like. All of the men in the family have consistently dated women that are like 29 years old. Yeah. So like his aunt and his brother are both like five. Now is Tom Hanks doing that with Parker Posey? Is she that young or does she Mm. seems more compatible with him? It seems like this movie, Tom Hanks is at the age where it's like appropriate. And he's, it's like this movie. It's like, is he going to turn into this? Like every couple of years he has to go live on a boat guy. Or is he going to fall in love with Meg Ryan, who's age appropriate, and they'll live happily ever after? I think that's like where he is in his life, right? Parker Posey is 12 years younger than Tom Hanks. Whoa. Wow. I mean, Parker Posey forever looks 13. Yeah. But- huh. So wait, how old was Tom Hanks in this movie? Can you help me with that? Uh, Do some wait. math and we'll get back to you. Okay. <laughs> All right. So... um they yeah i said this then we have like some more back and forth over email this is when the butterfly in the subway thing comes in yeah and she's like i saw a butterfly in the subway <laughs> also starbucks in 1998 yeah <laughs> starbucks in 1998 cost two dollars and 95 cents which is that bit that he does about that i could not follow i was like what is he talking about like 
I just, think Starbucks was still kind of yeah. new and cliche then. So like the fact that you had to order grande venti, that it was like, what? Because oh, <laughs> right. Just now, like also if, you, if you're go ahead. go ahead. No, go for it. I was just gonna say if you read Tom Hanks's emails, because I was trying to like listen to what he was saying and not hear it in like Tom Hanks's friendly-ish voice. They're so threatening and weird. It's just like <laughs> I would totally delete this person like when he says something of like when she says um i had a bad day and he's like is it about love click delete report it like and she she's like oh that's sweet like it's not it's prying and like weird and he clearly has an agenda and this man and oh whatever we'll get to it but oh so much of it he's obviously that killer right obviously that's who he is do you think that you're thinking about that through the lens of 2021, nearly 22, or do you think that that's always true? This is an earnest question. You mean, what do you mean? Like, I don't know. Well, the, at the time, perhaps was the internet a more yeah wholesome place? Well, I think maybe people were more naive to it. I don't know if it was more wholesome, but I, I, I can right. believe that Meg Ryan wouldn't consider that threatening, but I still think it would have been, if that makes sense. Cause I had, a, we actually had a conversation about this after the movie finished and I sort of figured, or my theory was that because the internet and email was so new that this idea of like these very creepy things, or even if these happened like in letters or something like that, it would be creepy, but because it happened in this new sort mm-hmm. of medium, yeah. it couldn't be considered creepy at the time. And of course, I think now it definitely is. But I think at this new wave of stuff, everything, it was no rules. It was Thunderdome. Yeah. I mean, at the time, <laughs> people were definitely like catfishing people and certainly a lot of like underage sure. stuff. And that was definitely happening. But I think, I think what was different was like right now, if you start an online thing with somebody and they want to just keep on talking for a year, <laughs> like, yeah, that I don't know. Yeah. The pen pal thing is like so different than what you could do now if it was evolving That's, into a again why i think they're both like she's a, a a a young girl trapped in an adult's body and he's peter pan because they're both just kind of like Nip. like a little narcissistic and don't care about what they're saying or doing on the internet so this is the sequel to big then kind of yeah. i i was thinking <laughs> about that um so let's see where do we go we get to the scene where we learned that Frank, who's Greg Kinnear, has brought home another typewriter, and he does this whole thing with with Meg Ryan, where he's like, "You're a lone read. You're a lone read." <laughs> I just remember that from like watching it over and over again. And I was definitely in the uh, the homonym deep hole with this one because yeah. I did not read it as R E E D. And I yeah, was like, but oh, I still R E A D makes kind of funny. Like she'd be the lone read. Like you could say like, oh, this is a good read. Oh, like, oh this book. typewriter. Okay. And maybe he was doing line. some wordplay or whatever, but it's just like, it took me a second to be like. I was thinking like, of like a read. No, it's like a read in the, right. like a plant. That's what he meant. But I heard it as you're like a singular book. Yeah. Yeah. We get this really like darling sequence with Annabelle and Matthew. Annabelle is Tom Hanks' aunt. Mm-hmm. And Matthew is his brother. Yeah. But they're children and they're at the fall fest. So this is the fall part of the movie, which we, it's not <laughs> yes. the Christmas part. 
with like rock and Robin playing and they're doing little games. This is where I said it's like big because this is where Tom yeah. Hanks sort of shines. He's very yeah. like animated and physical and silly and fun. And he looks like his character from big. And I think yeah, you're supposed totally. to like, maybe be like, Oh yeah, that's Tom Hanks. He's so sweet. He's not just yeah. doing a bunch of creepy things. Cause he's still kind of, no, I think that's, this is definitely where we're supposed to like fall in love with him as a potential yeah. father or spouse for sure. Right. Right. And then saving the cat, he entertains two kids. Yeah, um, totally. Yeah. And so they stop by the shop around the corner and Meg Ryan is reading a children's book dressed like a princess. Yeah. As you do. And, you know, he's just like overwhelmed. Tom Hanks is just overwhelmed by the price of books as if yeah. a man has never worked in a bookstore in his life. I mean, books are what books cost. And he got so many things like he's like $75. It's like, you got like 75 books and like, he's rich. <laughs> yeah, right. I yeah. know. Well, I, yeah. I, it's not that he's just pricing what that would have sold for at his store. Well, the thing is, like, right. every book has a price written on it, right? Isn't that a thing? <laughs> and, like, you could slap a 20% sticker off on it, but, like, right. Yeah. It's all going to cost something. Books cost yeah. what books cost. Anyway, yeah, I, this is where I wrote they're both stunted grownups. <laughs> but we got the line that Angela mentioned, which is when little Matthew says F O X, because that's all he can spell. And it's kind of weird because I think Tom Hanks is like, you're giving it away. You're giving it away. But it's like, does she really even know that? She's not paying attention to that. Yeah, she just like, thinks he's out. being, you're like, chill out, dude. Well, I think he, I think he quickly understands that he's going to have to lie in front of them. And so that's where he like tucks them away and says like, don't I listen see. to anything I say. But yeah, he, I know he panics a little too quickly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I think he was right to panic. Okay. Because I think he, she, in a normal world, when she introduces her full name and he just says, you can call me Joe. Right. Uh, it's like, you're yeah. hiding something. Right. Um, Got right, right. So Fox Books opens and it's like wild and crazy. There's this like little image of like a guy like unpacking a sandwich and like a, and like a uh, right, drink. Yeah. Like he's going to sit there all day. Which yeah. I think people do yeah, that. They definitely do that. Right. So I thought that was kind of funny. Um. And then we go to a party. I couldn't, what is this party for? Is it a holiday party? Is it? Yeah, a, why are they both there? Is it a publisher's it's... party? And they both happen to know. Maybe. Like, is it Greg Kinnear's party and Parker Posey's party? And they both there. I know there was like, as I was looking at the facts um, that they set it in, this is the Upper West Side, correct? Mm -hmm. And they chose that because it's almost a little village, as so they yeah, say. That's what and I think wanted, they're right? just showing with this party that it's just very insular. You're, everyone's going to the same parties. They're going right. shopping in the same grocery store. Like it's almost like a small little village within New York City. I see. Um, this character in this movie. This is where we get the another big reference. Do you guys know what it is? Um, in this party, tiny scene. corn. Close. It's caviar? in this. It's caviar, right? Oh, right, in, caviar. In yes. big, he's like scooping the caviar off of the food he's eating. Yeah, and in this, right. he's scooping up all the caviar off of that's the grossest, cool. weirdest looking Jello mold or something. I don't know. What it is. I was. I Jell -O? had a note saying yeah. that, like, why does all the food? 
at this party look like the food and hook. It's all yeah. like colorful. Like Doctor and, like, Who. Full, I mean, not Doctor Who. Full turkeys. Doctor Seuss. Like, Doctor Seuss. The Dr. roast beast. Right. Like who brings out a full turkey and makes the guests carve a piece off <laughs> it's of it? So wild. Yeah. But this is also- where. This is like this fake Christmas stuff. Like there's a lot of stuff. This movie's like almost Christmas, but not like this party to me reads. I remember this party being Christmas, but I don't think it is. Well, it's not Thanksgiving yet. So right. perhaps it's, it's a fall. free Thanksgiving. It's a, it's a fall, fall party. Fall mm. fest party. Um, mm-hmm. No, I just want to be on record that doing what Tom Hanks did of scooping the caviar would be a very bad move. Yeah. For what reason? Diarrhea. No, just it's rude. <laughs> Well, yeah, it is rude. I thought I was like, thought there was more. I thought it was rude too. And then I was like, Phil knows something I don't. So I I know. I was like, like, oh, it must make you. It's destroying (laughs) whales. I I just didn't know. What's the most expensive thing there? And it's just like, so great. Like, yeah, Yeah. it's also just kind of grotesque. I feel like taking that turkey and just like putting it in your pocket and being like, right. Mine. (laughs) Mine. I got dibs. I wrote, yeah. Kathleen carves a turkey. What is this party? Um, And then. Patricia, who is Parker Posey, comes over and compliments Frank and they kind of like all talk weirdly. But wait, at this point, does Kathleen know who he is? Does she yeah, find out? she she yep. finds out at the party and they have kind of a confrontation. And then right. then they do this thing. I mean, I really love Greg Kinnear in this movie where like he is going to defend her, but then is so flattered that he can't help but like want more flattery from Parker Posey, who read his article. And then this thing of Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan giving each other eyes of how terrible their corresponding partners are. Like Parker Posey is then saying kind of like drivel about, I don't know what it was, just something kind of dumb. And then, um, so they're, they're both kind of like, yeah, eyeing at each other. Like, well, your boyfriend's the worst. It's like, well, your girlfriend's the worst. And yeah, which at this point, I assumed that they were going to do a complete like couple Couple swap. Right. I know. I kept on misremembering that, but then I was like, no, no, it's the woman from TV. Said rope a dope. It's rope a dope. Back at Tom Hanks' apartment after this, he writes Kathleen and he says, like, he wish he hadn't said what he said. And she says she wishes she could have been better. And and then suddenly they're seeing each other all the time. They're noticing each other all the time. Do you guys think um that there's like people in your life that, that notice you and see you, but you don't notice them. Oh, we're like <laughs> stalkers. <laughs> well, okay. Let uh, me give you an example. So one of my neighbors drives a very specific car. It's like Dave L remember Dave L's car. That was like, yeah. Okay. Def- yeah. It's very <laughs> specific car. <laughs> and he's constantly like driving everywhere. Like in our neighborhood, I can see him. And I just think he's like oblivious to who I am and what my car is, but I see him everywhere all the time. Oh, to, and so I'm your, like, go ahead, he's yeah. like a character in my yeah. life and I'm not even on his radar. Oh yeah, probably. Right. Cause I mean, I can relate to that. Like, I think there's a lot of people in Baltimore. I mean, that Sure. You know, it's so like small in that way where like, I feel like they're definitely characters in my life and they don't know I exist, but probably the reverse is true. Right. That's what I was wondering. I think yeah. probably yeah. so. And I, I bring that up because now they see each other all the time and they recognize each other when before they were in each other's lives and not seeing each other. 
but now they're noticing like, oh, you're at my coffee shop. You're yeah. My- oh, that's a good point. I mean, I think I've had that store. experience too. Once like somebody's pointed out and you kind of see them everywhere. That's interesting. Yeah. In this grocery store scene, this is like where Tom Hanks, I think is like at maximum grossness to me. He's clearly trying to be helpful, but he's rude and mansplainy. And, and then this poor, like cashier has to like Sarah Ramirez. Did you recognize her? She's from Grey's Anatomy. Oh, Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. 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 It's her first role. I think. I completely agree with you, Bridget. Like did not get why he was supposed to come off as charming. No. Um, Well, secondly, I don't get why there's a cash only line. Like what function does that have? But here's the thing. Cause it was was in the running for my dumber. It's like, if it's a cash only line, like that's what it is. Like, I like if there is one, like, I don't think she's like, just not like, doesn't want to take credit that day. Like you've been to stores that are cash only. You can't beg them to take credit card. You know what I mean? So like, what is he doing? Like, what is this gamble back and forth? And he comes off as like such a jerk. And then she's like really flirting with him, but like not with Meg Ryan. It's like, Meg Ryan's like way more pleasant than this jerk. Like, yeah, I did not understand no. that whole dynamic. I know. And you're supposed so. to be like, oh, these people behind her are so rude. And I'm like, she got in the wrong line. She was being selfish again. <laughs> yeah. attention. I know. Just like, go to pick up line. your stuff and go to a different line. It wasn't even that many things, I guess. I don't know. But now it's Thanksgiving and we get this little like montage between the two families of what's happening when everybody sings at Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, fun improv songs, <laughs> um, right? Weren't they that, improvising? Well, the sun will come out tomorrow is a song from no, Annie. No, no, okay. the, uh, <laughs> the like weird- No, like, I think that- No, that I think that's like a round, like a song. round song is a real song. It is weird though. I mean, I was it like, It just Whoa. seemed like Greg Kinnear was making it up. Um, it, it's I think he was just trying like to hit it. Nora Ephron, Meg Ryan, goof. We're goofy, but we we're like having fun together, but we're not really getting it right. You know what I mean? Like they're like, yes. that horn part. They're like Ugh. the horn- confused and they're like what a terrible song to sing at a party i I guess when you bring it all together they didn't though they didn't really do that for us they did Um, kind of at the end a little bit yeah but i know what you mean where you're kind of goofy like just like so i'm like it's like women that describe themselves as like i'm such a dork but they're also a cover girl i don't have a lot of patience for it (laughs) right like oh we're you know like we don't know what we're doing um it's a it is it is a real song apparently (laughs) googling it yeah yeah we're awkward and dorky but we're all doing really well and we're making a lot of money and you know but then we also find out that the store isn't doing well um it's in the last throws and yeah and then but then we get into the what makes this movie a christmas movie which is christmas time yeah (laughs) That's Winter. a good thing to make something. I have a question for you guys. How often do you think on screen um, when it snows, how often do you think it's actual snow? Two percent like of the zero time. Percent? I think zero percent of the time, yeah. except for uh, coming to America, which you guys told me that was real snow. Well, that was snow on the ground, but I mean like when snow is falling. Do, oh, zero percent. Like, yeah. Oh, you mean like at youth, Bridget, we said that it was actually snowing, actually, mm, in not coming to America. Do you mind if I just 
give some information really quick about this song. Sure. Please. It's called the instrument song, AKA yeah. parentheses, the orchestra song, like Pina Colada. AKA, AKA escape. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's an Austrian folk song. And in this exam, it says children love singing this round in the classroom when it's divided, blah, blah, blah. Of course the, in this, they have the clarinets and then they have none of it is similar. The lyrics say the horn, the horn awakes me at morn. The horn, the horn awakes me at morn. So it's not sounding forlorn. Interesting. I wonder if we've Americanized it. Yeah. So anyway, my two cents. There you go. Uh, so it's snowing is, do we think it's actually snowing? No, it's so hard to film in weather. So you don't because it's unpredictable except for, I guess that happened in home alone, which we talked about or home alone too, or do we watch home alone or just the revenant just home alone too. But I think, you know, or one of those movies we talked about that, like the snow, it had snowed and they were excited about it. Oh, maybe I watched that in the movie. Oh, it was in that like movies that we love yeah, thing uh, on Netflix. Yeah. Well, anyway, it is Christmas time though. Yeah, it's Christmas time and they're setting up, you know, the shop around the corner to be Christmassy. Um, but then, you know, both Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks are laying in bed. AIMing each other, which is very <laughs> sexual. And maybe some other stuff. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know what they're doing. Is this and- where he goes to, like, he says, like, the Godfather stuff? Yes. Yeah. And it's so funny to me because he's like, is Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, is that like a quote from the Godfather or is he just Monday, Tuesday, Monday, Thursday, Wednesday? Yeah. Apparently it is. I would, if you just said that, I wouldn't be like, oh, Godfather. Um, no and like to type it doesn't quite get the accent either i'm like how is she reading this in her head because he, he's like he doing an accent but he's just... very um, <laughs> italian font it's just yeah. like green white and red font. you only get to use italian font if you're actually italian right. yeah. yes yeah um spoiler so <laughs> spoiler <laughs> <laughs> so yeah like this whole godfather canola like i don't know so he's telling so then he yeah he's basically um she's complaining about him to him they don't know that they're each other yet and so he tells yeah. her to fight back fight to the death save your shop you know yeah and she tries to and it doesn't work i guess the quote is says i know english monday tuesday wednesday friday thursday that's the joke Hmm. oh that's um his for her his wife that gets spoiler Hmm. blown up um that is a spoiler yeah okay (laughs) from a like 40 year old movie yeah well again is that an appropriate quote for this situation i don't think any of it is i think it's a very like Nora Ephronism of cutesy stuff (laughs) yeah it's it's uh a little pushback for uh the guy's not being written well for all those movies where yeah, women are written true. well. So she's like, we'll all men it. love the Godfather, but then yeah. she's also like, all women love Pride and Prejudice, which is right, just yeah. like, Ugh. and again, oh, when Ugh. people mention Pride and Prejudice, like Mark Darcy is a terrible character. He is not, he is, he is like Tom Hanks, I think in this movie. So perhaps 
she's why getting what she deserves. Match. It's yeah. also just like a bummer that this person is like a specialist in literature and she's like, Pride and Prejudice is the most perfect book that's ever been written. It's like, come on, man. Like there's nothing <laughs> else like this. Yeah. That's like a seventh grade book, you know? I mean, well, like she runs a thing. kid's store book. So I guess like, she, does. she knows it's like a bummer. the caterpillar, like <laughs> you Eric said- Carl. <laughs> Can we just, you said kid's store books. <laughs> she runs a kid's store books. Like you were calling Katie books, like that's her uh, nickname. That's <laughs> a kid store books. Hey. <laughs> my name, my nickname is books. <laughs> you always do that reading books. Uh. Oh my that's gosh, like the other thing from the Goonies or like, yeah, yeah, books. I mean, very inappropriate considering I was telling somebody that the other day I like. <laughs> I I started reading a book before bed, and Annie's like, "Wow!" I was like, "What?" And she's like, "I just I." I don't know. I've ever seen you read a book. <laughs> was it upside down? And you were like, oh, yeah, this book? Uh, me smart. <laughs> it's true. I haven't read in a long time. <laughs> How'd it go? It was okay. I haven't done it since. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I hear you. Um, But I do love reading before bed. And I'm very upset right now because I have books waiting for me at the library. And I haven't Ooh. gotten them. I've been too busy. So Frank has written a piece about the shop around the corner and he's, she's got everybody fired up. They're protesting um, about Fox books and Dave Chappelle and Tom Hanks are working out together and they see her on oh, man. every TV in the gym. If you go to that gym, you can only watch the news. Yeah. <laughs> that's all you can watch or in real I, life it is like a cooking channel right. uh, a home improvement channel bravo and then the the espn you don't want to watch right for some oh, reason yeah right espn 12 the, the bowling free, <laughs> the free channels. yes that's gonna get me pumped to get yeah, in nothing shape. gets me more pumped than bowling i was at the dentist the other day and they have like those screens and i had all the stuff in my mouth so i couldn't say anything but like it turned to it was like one of those stupid like competition shows where somebody has to like make a cake at a bike shop or I don't know that's what it was <laughs> and they decide like there's some competition and they started make um they made like three little pigs on a bike but they use like real pigs and they're just like carving the shit out of this pig it was disgusting oh. and I couldn't <laughs> say anything and I was just like oh and I don't want it on anyway I don't want to like turn it off because whatever you choose I'm not gonna like um, and then all of a sudden the dentist like looks up, she's like, Oh, oh my god. <laughs> she like turned it off. I'm like, yeah, man. Now were the cakes um, were they pigs made of cakes or they were actual pigs? It was like a cake situation. So they used actual pigs to be riding a bicycle, and the bicycle was all made of cake. It was gross. She keeps saying Except- actual pigs. <laughs> I'm so like succulent pigs. pigs, like baby like pigs. Full no, on. Pigs. It wasn't live, but it was like oh. right before it wasn't right after it wasn't live. Like, like they killed the cooked pig. on a spit. Yeah. So but like, full, but if they you ate the it. cake, you would eat some of it was pig and some of it was cake. <laughs> I know I'm saying cake. It was probably more of like this whole spread, but part of it was cake. Part of it was like <laughs> different stuff. And there was like the whole thing was like, there's like a pinwheel and like these, these what? Like, three different. <laughs> this sounds well, like mean... you were had some strong drugs. I wish I would have had some. Yeah. Ni- I did. I wish because I really I'm just don't like the dentist. Nine Inch Nails video. <laughs> yeah, I'm basically. Like, is this but a horror? I'm gonna send terrible. it. I'm gonna find it. And send don't it. find it. I don't <laughs> no. want to yeah. see it. It was Keep not that good. to yourself. Ugh. Yeah. Anyway. Anywho. Anywho. Um, then, so she's on the screen. Man, we need to get through this this yeah. podcast. Then Frank goes on TV, and he's 
flirting dramatically falls in love with falls in love with this woman who's hosting the show and this who's, woman who I is know, that woman is she an mtv vj what did, i she's recognize from, from the movie the show easy if you watch that on netflix yeah um she's yeah. she's like the playwright and or she's in the theater oh. in that she's oh. in a lot of stuff she's got a character actor i really like her yeah she's great at the end of that scene greg kinnear says there's something or the, something like there's that. There's something there. There's, there's something, something there. there. I know. And is he talking about this relationship I think, with her? I think it's supposed to be just like his idea, ideology, but he's clearly giddy. I know. That's very confusing. Yeah. Because and I do she- enjoy that where Meg Ryan's like, she's sweating. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> like it is kind of a fun thing to watch him be such a dork and like flirt in yeah, front he of says, his girlfriend. Thank you. I like that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. It was good. So Kathleen wants to meet, uh, they're going to meet Kathleen and Joe Fox, and they're going to meet at a coffee bistro and uh, Dave L, Dave L, is that his name? Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle, though. <laughs> Dave Chappelle yeah. walks yeah. him there and then they see, he sees that it's Kathleen through the window because she has a, a rose and pride and prejudice. Yeah. Ugh. And... <laughs> <laughs> And Tom Hanks leaves because he's mad, but then he comes back moments later. Was his plan to always leave? I don't, was he just like, he didn't want to admit to Dave Chappelle that he was going in or I don't know. Oh yeah. I don't know. I guess maybe yeah, he I thought better yeah. of it and maybe he like, couldn't just leave her there. Strange. But then he just harasses just her the her. whole time. You know, this is and the turn just for Tom tell Hanks. Her. I mean, we thought he was a bad guy at the grocery store. Like now he turns into a bully, like a secret yeah. bully. It's really manipulative and gross. She asks him point blank to leave I know. and he sits behind her. I know. That's not cool. And no. she's like going through a crisis. She's like, I beg of you. Like, yeah. I, that's what I don't like about the way her character is written is like, she's so powerless. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like... They, if they had kept it the way where he does destroy her business, but she's the first one to find out. Yeah. And like that would sort of work. Yes. But the fact that he destroys her business and then he also is the right. one to find out and then keeps this secret for right. three years or whatever it is. I, I totally agree. And he's the like, yeah. the dude, like all of it is just like, eh, this doesn't work. Yep. Like he's clearly going to be the winner. <laughs> Um, so yeah, actually. And then the next day he's like, Joe is talking about his thing with her and he says something to Dave Chappelle. Like, I think he says like, um, you know, he says she's, she's a real a, bitch. She's a bitch. Or she's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, a pill. He, he calls her a pill, which I think is, he no, says, but he says she, she, she's she a real bitch. bitch. He calls yeah. her a pill a couple I, times. Okay. I wrote when it they're down. Walking, they're walking. She may be a bitch. Nobles. She may be a bitch is the line. A real, a gotcha. real bitch. But then I was like, ew, <laughs> come on. You harassed her. <sighs> so anywho, and then they write each other and well, she finally writes him and is like, why did you stand me up? Well, so she doesn't know why. And then of course she's told every single person at this bookshop that she's going out of the state, which like, right. first of all, you're cheating. Second of all, I, that vulnerability, no way. I don't tell anybody I'm dating somebody until we've been dating for like two years. Like, yeah, I don't like it. Um, but then there's like the whole rooftop killer thing. Mm-hmm. And 
he clearly is the rooftop killer with this scenario. It's like, oh my God, they called him a block from the cafe, which first of all is really traumatic. Like that should yeah. be what they're talking about that day. Yeah. That like a killer could, yeah. was caught blocks away. But like it totally would explain why he's not there. Like, and then even when he writes her back saying, I just can't really talk about it. Like I was somewhere, but I can't tell you. That means he's a rooftop killer. Also, there's just so many similarities between this and the TV show You. Um, mm. It's like You is came out after this, right? So right, yeah, but I think recent. someone just watched You've Got Mail and then wrote You. Wrote me. <laughs> I know it's a terrible name. There is literally a thing on Fox News um, where they're talking about this, and the the TV host just does not get it. And they're going like, you know, you, you've seen you, right? Like, what are you talking about? And it's, oh it's like a, a bit that just, uh, that's great. It's look it up. So we learned that, that Meg Ryan's going to close the store yeah. at, over a tea party. Um, and then, um, Frank and Meg Ryan go to the movies and they don't go to the movies and they break up over a meal because they don't love each other. It was very silly. But it's like mutual, that. you know? Yeah, I kind of thought that that was like the most very human part of this thing. Although, has this literally ever happened no. No. in the history of the world to be like, I want to My coworker today yeah. got a, a Christmas card in the mail from a couple that she knows who are from also her business co- boyfriend that she's currently dating <laughs> no. saying, why don't we break up? <laughs> and it said like, ha- like ha- I forget what it said something, but it was like, happy holidays. We just want everybody to know that we broke up. And we're all good. And like, here's my forwarding address, and here's his forwarding address. Um, that's very and they nice. Sent it together. Pick your side. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> they were like, we're still friends, and we're still going to work together. Um, but like, I was like, wow, mature. I think that's very nice. And I think that I mean, like, I think Phil, you've had amicable breakups. Like, I've had yeah. amicable breakups. Like, I, you know, still friends with people that I've dated. But I don't know if like this exact like it. It took like a minute like there were not there wasn't just one conversation do you know i mean like that's the thing of like they could you really sit down for dinner and then fully realize both at the same time that you're equally not into it and then come out of that dinner done like that seems yeah i do like the scene and i like both of them in the scene they're like it's like the first time that i could tolerate Meg Ryan maybe in this movie (laughs) was that scene (laughs) uh because she seemed just kind of like more grounded and like um but yeah, I, I'm with you. I don't know if this exact thing, this way of breaking up, but you know, one day, hopefully. Uh, and then we get sort of the flip side of this is Tom Hanks gets stuck in an elevator and then yes. everyone's doing like, what are they going to do when they get out of the elevator? And then he realizes he needs to break up with his girlfriend. Yeah. Totally. Parker Posey. Yeah. She's- Which she's playing like a very a similar to... Um, best in show character. oh my god I just, in this elevator in particular yeah. when she starts freaking out um <laughs> and he was like is this by the caster because <laughs> it's like this one scene I'm like yeah she is speaking of elevators we talked about that in our last podcast trapped in another people being trapped Death in the smoking jacket yeah and i don't have claustrophobia and i'm not afraid of elevators but at no time in a stuck elevator would i agree to have everyone just jump up and down like no, that's how yeah. you dislodge it and fall to your death. Um, yeah, exactly. Where are so, we? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's is it springtime now. The store closes after 42 years. Yeah. And then 
Uh, then we have Spring a scene time. where like Dabney breaks up with his baby mama because yeah. they weren't married, but they had a kid, right? Am I getting this right? Yeah, I mean, that's the kid is um, his aunt. I thought they were married. No, wait, the son. No, the, the kid the, is the, the brother. Kid, the kid is the brother, sorry. Matthew. And then he gets reminded that he ran off with like two nannies of Tom Hanks, which I love that realization. Like she, I love, he's like, she was the nanny? Like I forgot that. I mean, Dabney <laughs> Coleman's like- She was a ballerina and an ice skater, you oh know? Oh my God. <laughs> and then we get the reveal that his wife has run off with her nanny. Nanny Maureen. Nanny Maureen. Who, it, you know, go for it. Completely blew my mind who this woman was through the entirety of this movie. Like, <laughs> oh, the nanny? Yeah. Like yeah. There was a scene at the boat where they're dropping off the kids and they're like, right. this is this person. They just did blah, blah. And, uh, <laughs> In retrospect, it makes more sense that they are having an affair. But, because, it, but it's, it's like, weird because here? she keeps trying to hit right. on Tom Hanks throughout the yeah. movie. Oh, that's bizarre. Yeah, yeah, that is weird. Yeah, like they kiss on the mouth. Come yeah. on. And there's like the weird leg grab with like a child and I don't know. Oh yeah. Ew. You're right. Yeah. Um, so this is the scene where I feel like Tom Hanks discovers that he doesn't want to be like Dabney Coleman. And the best way right. to not do that is to go and make friends with <laughs> Meg Ryan. So he like barges into her house, like breaks into her home. He does break into yeah. her home. And for while she's himself. sick. Oh my gosh. Also, and yeah. She's sick because she's not breathing through her nose <laughs> like no other <laughs> she looks fantastic otherwise and Acting, she's, just, she's yeah. just not talking through her nose and that's what she's doing and Nora Ephron loves putting Meg Ryan in like a bed with a bunch of tissues around her like there's yeah. like a scene just like this in Harry Met Sally that I kind of get mixed up for it um she loves her like all dishe- disheveled with tissues and I will tell you something if you have this many tissues around your house like probably hospital time well, that was going to be my dumber, but I'll just like, it's just gross. Like yeah. you may use a lot of tissues when you're sick, but throw them away. Yeah. Don't just like scatter them around like little trophies. Every surface. And also she was like so happy she had a handkerchief earlier on and now she's not handkerchiefing anymore. She can't she's... have that many handkerchiefs, you know, <laughs> <And> <laughs> to also... just be using like a huge, like duvet to blow her nose. Well, if you're using that many handkerchiefs or <laughs> Kleenexes, like tissue paper. You guys say yeah. handkerchief or handkerchief? You, it's handkerchief. I say handkerchief. <laughs> going with well, you flow. also say theater. I know. So. I'm not trying to, you know, don't emulate me. But if you're using that many tissues, like your nose and like upper lip are just destroyed oh, yeah like it would be red i was so surprised they didn't do any makeup with her at all she's just like glorious she's... and glowing yeah she's wearing makeup no she's wearing makeup i'm saying like they didn't do any makeup to make oh, her to make sick. her look... right, okay, yeah. okay okay don't okay. do makeup and maybe she would look sick that's yeah. not right. throwing sick makeup over her actual makeup exactly i see i, she, see. I was surprised with that i was like uh um and so he forces himself in and then says he wants to be her friend, which is total red flag. Get out yeah, of there. I know. So, but meanwhile, Kathleen has written back to the internet guy and she's like, the time we should meet up. Weird. I know. I'm like, how have they stopped talking? Are they talking? Who knows? I assume they're still fear. talking. Yeah. So then Tom Hanks like starts running into her places like the coffee shop. And he, I said, he's tricking her. He's like yeah. tricking her. And then he like fat shames himself. I think I just wrote that down. Um, something like that. 
and they talk about what I can't remember the context of it, but he was like making fun of of people who are not thin. Oh yeah, I you know? that. I don't know. Um, I think he was talking about like how many she was telling him his screen name, right? And he was saying, "Oh like, right, he's probably super fat, or that's how many pounds." Like you, how many things oh, he needs right. in one day? Or it's just going like going on and on about it. His screen handle, by the way, was new. NY152, which is his address. And there's a throw- throwaway line where Meg Ryan is like, maybe it's his address. No, that's too primitive. And he's like, oh, but that's also, that's it's it not a smart thing to do. Like, social security number. Yeah. Hackers, totally. man. Yeah. Guys, exactly. I saw a license plate here on this hot orange car today on my way home from work that said, Mr. MAGA. Mr. MAGA? Mm-hmm. Mr. M A G A. Maybe it's um, maybe Magoo was already taken. I and hope he's so. Like, uh, just use an A uh, <laughs> instead of U. It's a vowel. I don't know. I got glasses. <laughs> maybe he likes magazines. Oh, oh Mr. Magazine. Okay, you only like get eight letters, sir. <laughs> Gross. Nope. Mr. Magazine. Fine. We're cutting it off. And now he has to be Mr. Maga. That makes more sense. Okay. There's a change. I was like, you put that on a license plate. Ugh. Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah, turns out Meg Ryan's character has been writing a book in her spare time. That's what she's been doing. See, it's he did her a favor. by yeah. I know. And yeah. then she got offered. Well, she got offered the job or a job from Parker Posey as well. Yeah. Right? She's just got options coming through. the So windows. many options because she's a, a children's bookstore. owner. <laughs> yes. Um, and then, yeah, he Joe basically says that he loves her and he wishes that it was him that was on the internet. And that's like the first time I think he's being kind of honest, but he's not because he's clearly no. Lying. It's like all set up and like, and then when he says the internet guy says to her like, uh, I want to meet up, but I have a project that needs a little more tweaking. Gross. What? What kind of project? Do you have like people in the basement? Like, yeah, no, it's gaslighting. A little bit, a little smidgen of gaslighting. Uh, I just don't, I just don't understand what's appealing about either people in her life. Um, and then they meet in the park and we hear somewhere over the rainbow and the dog and Brinkley, 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 <laughs> which is pretty key because otherwise, without that dog, because like, yeah, she again, knows the dog the humanizes him. Well, the, she knows the internet guy has a dog, but she doesn't know that Tom Hanks does. And so, if it was just Tom Hanks without Brinkley, he yeah. would just be like, Hi. And she's like, Hey, what are you doing here? It's like, Oh, I'm that guy. Like, which guy? Like, <laughs> like would be so anticlimactic and like confusing. So the dog situates him as like, Oh, he's the guy. And that's why he had to like release the dog from the leash. I know. And just which bummer. Now you're with a guy that like lets his dog go and yells at him for a that. bit. I hate it. Right. He's like, Brinkley, get back Brinkley. here. It's like, fuck <laughs> you. You let off the did that on purpose. And that's not going did, anywhere. Because he did it at the spot where he's supposed to meet her. Uh, yeah. Yelling at your dog for a bit. Um, and then they smooch. In this, then. I'm like, so in my memory of this movie, they were friends for so much longer. Like they're friends for like a week. And then they, I just don't understand where she says, like, I so wanted, I wanted it to be used so bad. You did? Like, haven't you just gone out to coffee a couple of times? I don't know. Just interesting. It's just because he was rich. That, like, that's what she was inferring. 
<laughs> basically because she's lost yeah. her job so she's like oh i wish it was you because i <laughs> i have some debts and my apartment <laughs> is expensive yeah yeah totally yeah and somewhere the i guess somewhere the, over the rainbow plays in is it sleepless in seattle as well kind of no like i don't know all back i think i think that's what i read <sighs> that's the movie so that's the movie <laughs> Any qu- other questions we didn't answer? Um, along the way. The one I had from Nora L was, uh, when did the old granddad have that kid? Because he's like 80. Yeah. And that little Seven girl years is, ago, I guess. I yeah. yeah. I mean, you can have kids for a long sure. time as yeah. a dude. Watching Succession, which I clearly am. Yeah. I We I are. Little... Where are yeah, you guys? I've finished it. I've, oh, I finished. Finished up. Oh so good finished the whole thing is it over no no i guess there's another season but this season just the last episode was just on sunday for season i wonder if they'll still fight over the company next season (laughs) we're only in the first season be quiet no yeah we'll we'll oh actually we just finished the first season good this doesn't have to be a succession podcast it's already too much about my dentist (laughs) um speaking of successions so um let's do some hummers bombers and dumbers. let's start with uh let's start with uh, bombers my bummer is i think it's like it's it's related to this movie but it's also a general mm. bummer to just like things that i grew up with as a straight woman and like things that I expected or didn't expect from men because of movies. Mm-hmm. I guess like, again, like 17 year old me watching this movie was like, oh, so, so sweet and so romantic. And like, you know, this is what a guy does. And then you're like, what? Yeah. This is not good. This is not right. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's just kind of like, again, it's, it's a cute, it's cute, but like I'm bummed for 17 year old me who has these like weird, feelings about what romantic love is like because of movies yeah that's a good one um i think my bummer is the storyline with may ryan and her mother Mm. um which just seems like too much of a bummer for this movie like the scene where they're like dancing in the store and stuff and you're just like tom hanks if you have more money than anything how about instead of stalking her buy her store back right like, just let not, her have her yeah. store yeah like it was more than just the store like it was like what her mother left her and her mother died like pretty young yeah. it seems so that's like real rough <laughs> like that whole plot line it's like yeah katie it wasn't personal god get over I it know. come on i did enjoy her line about that it was like that just means it wasn't personal it's her business you. really good. a conflict for him like is it really gonna thwart their sales well or- i don't think he was intentionally doing anything to put her out of business they mentioned it several times like he mentioned there's this store around the corner i know that seems unrealistic even it just seems like people it seems like corporations like that are just indifferent i don't know if they feel threatened by it yeah Um, the fact that that would come up in a meeting is kind of ridiculous um my bummer will just be that uh both steve zahn and dave Chappelle were in this movie and neither one got to say a joke yeah the entirety of the movie yeah that makes Steve sense Zahn at one point does pronounce mossy <laughs> like that <laughs> so i can feel mossy that was um, my hummer yeah. oh, no. 
know. I'm so you can't sorry. Sneak a Hummer into the. It's my bummer that you just ruined Well, great, man. I should just I'm exit succession it. my way out of the podcast. All right. What's next? <sighs> Dummers. Okay. My dumber is very specific. It is the way that Tom Hanks's character deletes things as he's typing them, yeah. which is one finger at a like tick 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 like that's just like hold your finger down. Why are you tick tick tick? Doesn't have to do that. So dumb. Um, mine will just be in the scene in the theater between Meg Ryan and Greg Kinnear where. I was just confused why she got so mad when he uh, said he forgives her for not voting. Like if maybe it was like, if there's something else that he does, does this patronizing, like I forgive you thing, but it's like voting. And maybe it's like a different time now where it's like voting's fucking important. And yeah, yeah. It's like, he's giving her a pass for missing this election, but it's like, no, that's kind of a dick move. You, you did your nails um, yeah, I know. And, forgot to vote. And, and it was like Giuliani. Like it was a consequential yeah. election that affected like millions of people. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I, I thought that too. It's like, yikes. And I could maybe see her being like layoff, but to then like bolt out of the theater and in like start the breakup off of that, just, I don't know. I was confused. Yeah. yeah. And then he has to apologize. And yeah. it's like, no, you're totally right. Um, my dumber is right after, you know, she's told to go to the mattresses. Meg Ryan is in her shop doing like fake boxing like this. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. I'm doing them. You look like one of those nun puppets. Yeah. <laughs> like like I will the grandmother say, was it... from the cranky cards. Yeah. Or... yeah. Meg yeah. Ryan was later in a boxing movie where she was like some manager thing. I don't know. Oh, for saw. real? Yeah. Oh man. I just hate, like, I hate, I I've always hated that. Like she's a scrunch note. She's like looking super cute. And she's like, I'm going to the whole time. Like they're just trying to save the shop. And she spends hours fake, (laughs) fake, not boxing in the bag. It's like, maybe like sell some books. Like that's how you do it. I hate it. I hate, I just don't like it. Did we get them all? Yeah. Well, I think so. Okay. Well, spoiler. Oh God. I'm so sorry. I'm keeping my Hummer because it's 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 sentimental but the oh, line geez. is that steve zahn is having a lady over and he says he got eucalyptus candles for his apartment because they make his apartment smell mossy <laughs> <laughs> and sarah v and i um best friend podcast friend have said we've said that line a lot to each other oh, over the cool. years uh it makes my apartment smell mossy so <laughs> I enjoy it. And I love Steve Zahn. And one of the movies I'm going to make you guys watch eventually, because we're going to do this for infinity, I guess, yeah. uh-huh. is Riding in Cars with Boys. Mm. Um, and he's in that movie. And yeah. it's my favorite Steve Zahn movie. No, it's not. No, it is not. But that's I've never seen it. I've never seen it. Is he's not. He's very multifaceted. He's yeah, also he's he just is. in White Lotus. He's. Yep. I don't know. Uh, I yeah. really enjoy watching him and things. Yeah, he's, so. he's great. I'm a big fan. Yeah. I will say Against the Ropes was the 2004 Meg oh, Ryan boxing, nice. boxing movie with Omar Epps. So. Oh. Um, well, I I feel bad that I said your Hummer, but I do want to, if it if it helps at all, like it's it, okay. it is, it's a combination of your guys's in that like, I do think Steve Zahn is like muted in this and that is where you can see him like come to life. So yeah. it makes sense that it would have stuck. 
I'll um, give I'll give a Hummer 0.5 since please. I just like the line where uh, I'll steal mine. <laughs> no, go where for it. Tom go for Hanks it. describes Patricia and he says that she makes coffee nervous. And I don't see that really about her, but I just think that's kind of funny. It's a funny yeah, thing to say about somebody. Yeah. There's a weird like just sort of segment in this movie where they're talking about coffee in, as, yeah. in that it was like so new back in the day. Yeah, I guess. it's like we like never had coffee. Yeah. That's <laughs> like Nora, Nora Ephron, New York. Yeah. Um, yeah. My Hummer is just that um, Greg Kinnear is now free to pursue other people. <laughs> <laughs> um, because yeah. I do think of like she didn't vote and like they're just trapped in this and he's painted as like this like total dweeb because he likes typewriters and he's like I don't know I just think he's a catch and I'm not in love with Meg Ryan in this movie so I yeah. was just I, I love Greg Kinnear in this movie too I think he plays it so well so yeah. I don't know I'm excited for him and the woman from easy like starting a life together oh that's uh, good Mine will also be a Greg Kinnear one. Mm. Um, when they're in the theater, he had the line of there, someone shushes them and he <laughs> says that a hot dog is singing. Do you need silence for that? Or something yeah. like that. It's just, it was yeah. amazing. Like it was the funniest line for me in the movie. Um, and yeah, I mean, he's, he's just, he's really funny. And I thought he was a very endearing character in this. So yeah. Nice. I love that. Uh, time for our outfits. Oh yeah, I can talk about. Also, I'll talk about Philip's outfit since he's not wearing a tank top this week. Nope, um, got sleeves. Got sleeves. <laughs> I like your hat. It's like one of those felted, felted hats that has like things sticking out of it, and so it's got every musical instrument felted in three D <laughs> that's mentioned in that song. So you have like a clarinet and a violin and a trumpet and a horn or whatever. Very festive, very cute. And then uh, your T-shirt says, like, it says Fox Family Reunion, where your brothers, your grandfather's <laughs> uncle, sister, brother. <laughs> That's it. Um, Bridget. <laughs> yes. Um, I I love the princess like pointy cap that you have on this whole time that Meg Ryan, you know, um, was, was using to read to those kids, which are just like Renaissance festival style. It looks, it's looks lovely and sparkly and Christmassy. Um, and I like your shirt. Uh, that is just simple. It's just this like white t-shirt and it has just a quote on it that is simply he ran Spain. And oh, I, I like it. Yes, <laughs> this is one of my favorite Thank quotes you. of the movie. I know, like, I get it. Yeah, what's her name? Phyllis Jean Stapleton. Killer. Oh, um, what is it in there? A uh, birdie. Oh, you know birdie. what? Her, fun fact: her name in the movie is Birdie Conrad, which is an inverse oh. of Conrad Birdie. Are you from Bye Bye Birdie? What is going on with these Bye Bye Birdie I references? I know, totally weird. I mean, if birdies. we have one more birdie bye bye birdie reference then we've we've smoking we jacket do something yeah yeah Besides okay katie your shirt just yeah. says bye bye birdie <laughs> <laughs> no it does not i made that up sisters. i made that up that is not the shirt she's wearing so that like um, glitter and balloons fall from the ceiling um, <laughs> in all of our homes yeah. <laughs> i'm like what yeah. sweepstakes <laughs> we need a, a bigger patreon if we're gonna send glitter and balloons to all our listeners yeah. um, um now your uh your 
t-shirt has a newsie on the front of it, you know, uh, mm-hmm. you know, clothes not quite fitting, little little uh, hat on, and uh, yeah. the the kids saying, you know, the name's books, see. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then uh, you mess with me and then he's pointed to the back of the shirt and it says uh, you mess with me you can go fox yourself um, oh my goodness yeah, it's a salty Katie. shirt you, you have to pick and choose myself. where you wear that yeah i will yeah. oh yeah. fox yourself I, like I knew you were gonna give me that nickname today so I, yep yeah yeah bought it ahead of time <laughs> well i've been calling you that for That's years true. it's true come Katie. on books you know that Some books <laughs> you are books that would be your nickname if you were in hook as well books or like sandlot get down here books you like yeah, repel books. down a rope and you're holding like a little book yeah totally in counterweight made of books yeah. yes it was a counterweight made of books i was thinking about that <laughs> all right is it for real remember. remember they play that song a lot in this movie um yeah so I'm struggling. Hmm. I'm on the struggle bus. But I, you know, again, this is a movie that was very nostalgic for me because like I said, I've seen it a lot. I would watch it if it's on TV. I probably still will. And I, I think I'll say it's for real. <laughs> but, I'm, but I'm struggling with it because I don't really think that these are nice people. And maybe that's, and I, and the problem is like, if it, if it, the movie is meant to not have nice people, then that's one thing, but we're supposed to like Mm, these people and that's hard. Um, it's, it's a little bit longer than I thought. Like once we got, you said they, you thought they dated longer or hung out longer. I was like, oh my God, this movie's so long already. (laughs) Like how much. Oh yeah. That's The beats were all sort of messed up of where they were. Yeah. But I love that it's a love letter to New York. I do really like the the seasons of it all. I like that we get Christmas, which is why I picked this as a Christmas <laughs> oh movie in the first place. <laughs> it is a Christmas movie. Any movie that happens Christmas, over yeah. a year is obviously a Christmas movie. Because <laughs> Christmas but it came have- out as a Christmas movie. You were supposed That's to enjoy true. it at Christmas. Yeah, it's a good point. It does have a great cast, even though they're maybe not all used to their fullest faculties so i'm gonna stick with it being for real all right do you want to go first or do you want to go first you can go Andy. ahead tiebreaker okay. <laughs> tiebreaker um yeah you guessed it for me it's not for real um it just has a really underused cast like the the cast is absolutely stacked and but i just once again, yeah, you don't really like any of the characters a whole lot. Um, even Dabney Coleman, you know, um, <laughs> and yeah, it just it didn't have enough calm in the rom com for me. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you didn't. The only character I liked in it was the character of New York City. Um, everyone else just <laughs> didn't do it for me. Uh, it went You're on. You're saying too long. exactly what I did, but you you don't like it, and I <laughs> yeah, <don't> like exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> And yeah, it's, it's very, it hasn't aged well in the sort of the cringiness of like, this is what romance should be. I think you sort of mentioned it. And uh, yeah, it's, I wouldn't, there's gotta be better rom-coms out there. I I assume Sleepless in Seattle is better. Although it's been so long, we may have to do that as well. Yeah, I think so. Um, But uh, yeah, I just, and then to top it off, I was bored during parts Mm. of it. So 
Did your couchmate like it? Big deal. No. <gasps> um, she also just disliked the sort of this is what romance is supposed to be, where yeah, where yeah, everyone's sort of bad and I get no it. one should be enjoying these relationships at all. So yeah. Yeah. Tiebreaker. I know. Um, well, I am kind of surprised. Like, I agree with everything <laughs> both of you said, but like I'll stick to my original um yeah. finding that I I think this movie's for real. Like, um, but I'm not even wavering as much as Bridget, which is uh, like odd in that, like it was you, you know, you'd seen it so many more times than I did. So I didn't know, but I guess like if I'm being truthful, I don't know if I went into it thinking it was not gonna be for real. I think it's just that like it's a Nora Ephron movie with Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. And it that's not entirely my jam. I really mm-hmm. like when Harry met Sally, which of course is not Tom Hanks, but I I'm like a little bit of a Nora Ephron skeptic. Like she's not, she doesn't speak right to my soul. Um, like she does with a lot of people, but I just think that there's like enough of charm of like New York city and these two people and some of the peripheral characters that like, it's enough to carry it through. But of course, like, yeah, like I think the big thing for me that would make it, that would be the problematic thing is like the heroes aren't heroes. Right. Like, like what Bridget, you were saying, like, Ooh, these people are supposed to be great, but they're kind of not. And that's the problem of like, I think the director intended them to be nothing but like redeemable and charming. And that's not right. the case. So that's what would like push it over. Um, but I wasn't bored actually. I was just kind of, I don't know. I was like delighted by all of the different characters, maybe as underutilized as they were, but so yeah, I have to say it's for real. Wow. Yeah, but I don't su- disagree with anybody else. <laughs> I'm slightly surprised I was in the minority for that. I I thought there was a chance they would go. Oh all yeah, that for real. yeah. I after, after, after the conversation so much. No, but I think before I mm. before we started the pod. Um, yeah, I mean that it again. If it gives us a lot to talk about, that's always mm. very interesting too. Yeah, um, I will no, say that yeah, the I'm online. Not- I expected the online stuff to not hold up as much as it did i thought we would be like this is like a gug gug and it's kind of like it is like a relic it's like a time period Mm. where i mean you know we all have friends that have met significant others online so (laughs) but it didn't involve like a year of gaslighting Um, that's true it's a good big for yourself yeah. <laughs> yeah, ask Nora. So we're just, just out there gaslighting people into thinking that holiday movie. <laughs> Wait. Did we all meet our significant others? Yes, online? we did. Bum, bum, bum. AOL well should fun. give us money. They should. That's cute. Yeah. All I'll right. I didn't go too far creative with this. It's just an enjoyable song. So here's my song. Wishes and a wish is just a dream you wish to come true. is so cute um Nora Ephron is like I, I guess she wrote these lines but um at some point in this movie Tom Hanks like picks apart a Joni Mitchell song and in Harry Met Sally like Bill Billy Crystal does the same thing with Old Lang Syne in like the exact same manner and it's a little insufferable hmm. yeah I do like Harry Nielsen though 
Yeah, I need to get. So I good. always mean to get into it. The mm-hmm. one song I like the most is from the movie You're Next, which is a horror movie. Ooh, a very good horror movie. But um, which they it has a recurring role in the movie. But is it uh, does he get sing? No. Yeah. Yes, it is. Does he sing? Good. Everybody's talking yeah. to me. I like that song. I don't hear a word. This yeah. Oh, his voice is so like buttery and sweet. Really yeah, good. There's That's a, a there's a documentary on him that I highly recommend. Well, thank you, Angelo A, for yes. for sending us such a great recording from halfway around the world. I know. We really appreciate it. It's and tomorrow there. Or it's yesterday. already tomorrow. Tomorrow. It's, no, it's yeah. It's yesterday. It's not today. <laughs> and um, I think this is our last our last movie, not quite, but our last movie like this. And then should we tell people what we're going to yeah, do? Yeah, I think we should. So we're, you all loved it last year. <laughs> Back when we, <laughs> everyone wrote it. Yeah. Uh, the mystery science theater, not trademarked version of watching a cheesy holiday movie together, where then you get to watch the movie and play. Is it for real at yes. the same time and enjoy our commentary? So we will be doing that and releasing that just in time for your holiday break. You can play it for the family. You're going to love it. It's going to be great. It's great. Yeah. It's fun for us to do. Yeah, it's really <laughs> fun for us to we do. We love it. Everybody else can deal. So and if anybody has specific requests on which which um, Hallmark-ish movie, write in. And every time we ask for people to request things, they really follow through. So we're looking forward to all those They just requests. defriend us on yeah. all the social media platforms. <laughs> Photoshop us out of photos. Yeah. Well, no, nope, not doing it. Wait till we start spamming <laughs> your AOL account. I know. <laughs> All right. Till next time. See ya. Toodaloo.